Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. The fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio, keeping you company, your audio companion, all weekend long. Your last line of defense from mediocre weekend conversation audio, I think. I don't know. Maybe we're also mediocre. Who the hell knows, Danny? But we are back at it. Avoiding hairy situations on the podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're giving me Vietnam flashbacks of Annie. She used to to come down to the FSR studios from her perch up on the fifth floor, and she'd say, Now remember, guys, you're the last line of defense. Uh, Yes. The Z-Dog is a Fox Sports Radio legend. She worked at FSR. I would say the first... 15, 16 years. How many years has I, I, I'm really bad at keeping track of time? I have no idea, but it seems like she's been away from Fox Sports Radio for uh, at least five years. Probably five, five years. Yeah. Five years. And uh, yeah, there's so many stories about about the Z Dog. And, and Tom Looney had a great line because he would say, he said, Ben, everyone at the company loves you. There's only one woman that doesn't. And she was, of course, the only only woman that worked at the company. Tom Moody! But, but I got along with her and you know in management at the company, but but I got along with her and all that. We're actually I don't want I don't want to say we're good friends because I don't even know how long she's been gone. But it's one of those people, you know how you work with somebody for a while, and even though maybe you're not on the same page. There's this kinship that you have because you work together. And so, like, when you see them, you, you want to catch up, even though maybe they weren't your favorite people, but you, you you shared a common life experience. It reminds me of Dawn when somebody has a bigger-than-life persona and you even hear impersonations of them on the radio. My man, like, we hear that all the time. And so when I met him for the first time, it was just strange because – he it was almost like a Saturday Night Live skit 
where he was acting out that character, but it was actually him. And Annie, who used to be part of the executive team, whatever, there at the company, same thing. Even when I had never worked yet at Fox Sports Radio, I would be at other networks and I would hear impersonations of her from people that were transplants from your network. Like, for instance, Bergie came over to work at NBC Sports Radio. Yeah. So he and Karen Kay would be doing Annie impersonations to each other. And I had no idea who they were talking about, but it was pretty funny. So now fast forward to me being uh, at my interview to get hired by Fox Sports Radio. And Annie is in the interview and I can't help but smile and almost laugh because all those impersonations I heard over the years were now real life in front of me. I will say this for the company. Uh, we have had management people that are very easy to impersonate. We have, we really have, it's like that Howard Stern movie. Remember the W? Yeah, yeah pig vomit. Yeah, W-A-N-B-C and all that. Uh, but no, the, the cool thing is Don is, to me, he's been great. I mean, yeah, I have nothing bad to say about Don, uh, but uh, like pig vomit, according to that movie, holy crap, that guy was a nightmare. Woo-wee, man. Yeah, no, thank God we have good bosses at this network because could not say the same thing at that last network I was at. Yes, and uh, anyway, so but Don's been great, but it is very funny. I meet with him once every couple of years when I have to negotiate a contract, and which is really no negotiation. It's pretty much here's what you get, Ben, and then I say, yes, sir, can I have another, uh, and walk away. Uh, but but it's in my head I'm negotiating. So so <laughs> Don Don's great. We spend you know a couple hours. I, I always plan for extra time. The meeting's supposed to be half an hour. I go into Don's office. He's got the Bronco helmet. He's got the Dodger paraphernalia in there, and. And uh, we're shooting the shit about radio and life and all this stuff. And then uh, the very end, we get to what we're there for. And then I walk out with my tail between my legs. And uh, that's the way that goes. So we have horticulture, Benny, the last trip. And Michigas, the new Michigas for Uncle Benny, back scratcher and scientific. That sounds like a lot of stuff. And we'll jump right into it right now. I'll try to be short and uh, sweet and get to the point, please. Get to the point, please, before they send me to the rubber room. Uh, So uh, the Maller Mansion getting a bit of an upgrade, planting the seed here. It's a new DIY project at the Maller Mansion. This is the life of Maller and Danny G. And you can, if you want, call me Horticulture Benny uh, with the help of someone that has a green thumb, a family friend. Say horticulture? Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't take horticulture back in the day? Emphasis on the Oh, well, we all tried to take that back in the day, but uh, I was not. Even the uh, whores were not interested in me. But uh, anyway, uh, (laughs) I was interested in them. They were not interested in me. But uh, so with the help of a family friend that does have a green thumb, uh, the seeds, you know, you have to get the rake out and do the whole thing. And so, uh, you know, I, I didn't do much of that, but but the seeds have been planted. The spring harvest, we hope, will be a nice field of green grass. Now, my job in this little exercise, horticulture, Benny, is to literally watch the grass grow. So I have been deputized. We don't have working sprinklers in that part of the Maller Mansion. They they used to be sprinklers, but they don't work anymore. And we're too cheap to get them fixed because we have a nice hose. So I went to Costco 
and I bought a massive hundred foot yard hose. It's I think it's even bigger than that, and uh, got a nice sprayer. And uh, and so my job here is to water that lawn, all of it. It's big lawn from beginning to end, and I have to do it multiple times a day. So I do it before I go to bed, and then I usually do it when I wake up in, in the uh, in the evening time. Uh, yeah. Late after you have a strategic back and forth method. Yes, so uh, it's good. great question, Danny. You're really good at this. Uh, so uh, I I use the the uh, the sprinkler technique. The human sprinkler technique is what I use. Yeah. Looks I, like you're dancing at a wedding. Yes, I uh, I imagine that. If I was not a living, breathing human being, and I was a sprinkler, and so I go, I go like this. That's uh, that's what I do. So I am the sprinkler. I channel the sprinkler. My right hand was getting a workout. It's edited audio is what that is. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing this, and I I have been encouraged because there have been. Some little little green sprouts of grass, which tells me I'm not completely off what I'm doing. Uh, that tells me that that keep doing what you're doing because there's there's a little sign of life there that the grass is growing. The grass is greener on the other side because uh, it was totally mud. And, and uh, now I would like some rain because then I wouldn't have to do this. If it rains, I I'm good. I have a day off. I'm told if it rains, I don't need to to water the lawn. The the dirt. Yeah, you don't want too much rain though, because then it'll wipe your seeds away. Yeah, well, we live in California, and right now it's not El Nino until next January, or whatever. Anyway, so uh, that's my my new Michigas, and so far so good. You saw that mud pile when you were over at the Maller Mansion, Danny. There's not nothing there, but that'll all be nice, beautiful grass, assuming I don't screw this up. So we will. We will see, and if this does become a disaster, that'll be my last trip, but that's not your last trip. That's my last trip. Yeah, as you know, just a few weeks away from the baby. That's right. When is the day? When is the day? So now we're in June. Yeah. We can officially say the baby's coming next month. Wow. And, and a big thank you to you and your lovely wife for the nice baby gift that you guys mailed to us. Well, you are welcome. You know, I am the the unofficial godfather of uh, the child to be named later, Daddy. Um, so uh, yes, I'm. Listen, I'm very happy for you guys. I can't wait to meet the little fella, and uh, it's gonna be wonderful. And you gotta have him on the podcast when he's old enough to talk and all that. For sure, he's gonna take over. And like you like you said on yesterday's podcast, he will be hosting the Animal Thunderdome when it debuts in podcast format. He'll be, he'll, be so, in, he'll be in his 50s, but that's all right. You know, it's fine. So my wifey, she is a travel agent by trade. She's always booking trips. She loves resorts. She loves nice hotels. So just for a little bit of background, she loves to travel. Imagine being pregnant with a huge bowling ball or a huge watermelon attached to you. And it obviously can, uh, you know, derail some of your traveling plans. Oh, no, though, not my wifey. She still planned a Memorial Day weekend getaway. Bring the gas. Pismo Beach, which is an old favorite of mine. And I know you like that area as well as we go north from where we live. Dude, Central California, that coast is beautiful. Yeah. 
So nice. I have to come back a day earlier than her and the kids, though, because with Covino and Rich on Monday, Memorial Day, we filled in for the Dan Patrick show. So I actually followed them in my car, and we had one pit stop on the way up to Pismo, and it was in Santa Maria, California, now a city that's on the map, Ben, because they opened a brand new Raising Canes. Oh, is that right? Well, yeah, I I have stopped in Santa Maria many oh, times. Costco gas. Yes, there's a Costco yes. there. Yes, I will go. And there's never anyone at that because it's Santa Maria and no <laughs> one lives there. So, uh, yeah, I like I love that. Yeah. Well, there's somebody living there now, and and I know that area because I did radio in that area for three years between 2003 and 2006. I put a hip-hop R&B station on the air for that area, 95.7 The Beat, which is still thriving to this day. So it's always cool to get up in that area and turn my station on and hear what they're up to. Um, so we're listening to my station. We're pulling up to Raisin Cane's and uh get out and get the uh the combo watch these kids with a fat tire bikes doing wheelies in the parking lot because there's nothing else to do in santa maria and get back on the road get up to pismo avila beach and there is a new campground in that area where you are overlooking the ocean and you're up on a hill they have all these rv spots if you had a nice rv you could rent out the spots and they also have glamping. That good stuff. It's like a studio with thin walls and a place for you to park right outside of it. So even if you don't have camping gear, it kind of still feels like you're camping because you're on this campground. I mean, but, hold on a second. Glamping is, I've never heard of that. I mean, never I mean, heard of glamping. It's like glamorous camping. Oh, see, I, okay, my wife always wants to go camping, but I'm like, nah, I'd rather stay at a hotel. <laughs> see, see, you would like this then. Google Flying Flags Avila Beach. I want you to take a look at what it looks like. Flying Flags. I want to make sure I get that right. Uh, what is it? Uh, where, is it where is it at there? Uh, Avila Beach. Okay, I, it's popped up here. Let me see. What do we have? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's... Uh, it looks very nice. Okay, I see. I got you. Yeah, pretty cool. Now, the one thing I forgot, I have, speaking of Costco, I have one of the e-scooters that they sell. Uh, as soon as we got there, my girl was like, oh, you should have brought the electric scooter. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah, I forgot that. So I'm watching all these people with their e-bikes and their e-scooters, and there's these steep hills, and people of all ages are going down these hills. And I'm like, damn it, that looks fun. Until day two, there at the campground, I watched this guy in his 50s with the group of his family up at the top of the hill, and they were all taking turns, Ben, with some of those old-school scooters. Okay. And when I say old-school scooters, I mean probably just from a few years ago, but they don't have a motor attached to them. Yeah. You know, they still have the nice wheels. It's still a modern scooter just doesn't have the the electric uh this isn't know. this isn't like a radio flyer from the 1970s or something like that. <laughs> right yeah, yeah i got you, you remember our grandparents had like metal skates yes yeah. <laughs> some yeah. skateboards with metal wheels like what in the hell you come a long way baby yes oh, we, we really have so yeah. this guy going down this hill on this scooter and he is hauling ass 
And I don't know if he hit something on the road or his weight just made him fly forward, but this guy ate total shit. I mean, he somersaulted down the rest of the hill, and I thought the guy was dead. Hello, you've reached the police department's voicemail. Just witnessed the homicide. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a homicide, but you you'd missed the yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. It was to, I was scared. I was like, man, I'm gonna have to go down there and tell them I saw everything because there there's about to be a body spray painted right there on the road. And his family goes running down there, and I hear Tio, Tio, Papa, Papa. These people are surrounding him like it's a dead body. Remember the Nuggets uh, mascot when he passed out. Yeah, Rocky the mascot. Yes, that was <laughs> they thought he was dead. They were raising him. The they were lowering him from the the uh, upper part of the arena in Denver. That was great. This was just like how there was a big circle around the dead Rocky mascot. Finally, Ben, they were able to get this guy up. Um, beautiful, beautiful view there, and I almost got to see somebody die. So, what a great Memorial Day weekend! Wow, that is that is. Uh, tr- Did you find out what actually happened to the guy? Or you just you don't know. He- no, I don't know. I mean, they the way they took him off the pavement, they looked worried. Intermittent chest pains, and I shortness of breath and pain in my left arm. But he was alive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so he had a pulse and he was breathing. Fun fact, by the way, that. No one should ever besmirch Rocky the mascot. Did you, did you see this? This pops up every time the Nuggets oh, do anything. His salary. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. How much, Ben? Rocky the mascot earns over $600,000 a year. That is insane. Over, He's the highest paid mascot, I think, in all of sports. Rocky he the is. mascot. Yeah. He is. Uh, shoot, I would pass out in that costume for that much money. That is ten times all. The average mascot gets sixty grand a year, six hundred and twenty-five thousand. How did that happen? Did is the mascot friends with Stan Kroenke, the owner? Like, how did that take place? How do you <laughs> how do you justify paying Rocky the? Ma- I mean, good for Rocky the mascot. And and I've seen the I've I've seen Chuck the Condor, the greatest mascot in the NBA. Wrong. Chuck the Condor, the Clipper mascot, practice. The person who's in there is like a gymnast and very athletic, and uh, you've got to be to be a mascot. But still, that is that is amaze balls that they could pay six hundred thousand dollars to a mascot. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, moving on from that, we've got uh, your new Michigas for Uncle Benny. So this past weekend, uh, kind of a casual uh, weekend after the big Maller meet and greet, all the exciting times we had in Minnesota getting pulled over, getting a speeding ticket on the way to the meet and greet and uh, having a fun time driving driving through all of Minnesota, going up to Duluth and then back down to Minneapolis and my wife giving us directions to a bakery that was right near the George Floyd uh, Memorial. Uh, So quite the the trip to Minnesota. So uh, last weekend, uh, I played Uncle Benny yet again as my nephew had a birthday, a big birthday for my nephew as he turned uh, four years old, I believe four years old for my my nephew there doing his thing. And uh, they had a big party at his grandparents' house. No relation to me, uh, but at uh, this this house, kind of in the, the Pasadena area, this really nice big house. And they invited all the kids from like the kids of preschool or kindergarten or whatever he's in. And so there were a bunch of little kids there, and they had a pinata, and they were doing the thing. The, the kid wanted – my nephew only wanted Hot Wheels. And it was very upsetting to me because I went out shopping to buy the kid a gift, and they had the Hot Wheels aisle, and then right next to the Hot Wheels aisle was the ripoff version of the Hot Wheels, which, by the way, at the store I was at, much cooler than the actual – legitimate hot wheels the one the selection they had was much cooler interesting but my wife told me that i am only allowed to get the original hot wheels product that the kid my nephew is only interested in the hot wheels product what a snob yeah, right. He's into the brand. He's must have seen the commercials or whatever on the on the internet when he's watching stuff on the YouTube or whatever. So whatever, I was like, all right, fine, I'll uh, I'll get that. So I bought a few things, uh, hooked the kid up, uh, and the cool thing is, Hot Wheels not that expensive. So if you're gonna have an addiction as a kid, <laughs> that's like Legos are expensive, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Man, I love those Hot Wheels. And then remember there were the carrier cases where you could put all your Hot Wheels in there? I wanted one of those so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved Hot Wheels. And the, you did the demolition derby thing, right? You did that uh, where you would uh, – did you smash the cars into each other? Like, oh, hell yeah. Of course, you got to do that. And then we had – one one year for Hanukkah, my my uh, my parents got me. They had the Hot Wheels. You remember the racetrack thing that you had? They had that. You never got it. Always asked for it. Yeah, we had it. it my it, mom claimed it was a huge waste of money. Your mom was right. Good job by your mom. It was because it never worked like it did in the commercial. Yeah. The most frustrating thing. Um, but what's it, the? It would like warp right away, and you couldn't get it to sit flat. Right. Yeah, hard yeah. to piece it together, garbage. Yeah, so the Hot Wheels. Now the other brand, I think they had the Matchbox, which is like the other. That's like the competitor, right? Of Hot Wheels. Yeah. They had Matchbox had some more unique cars, but anyway, like I said, I got the kid. The my I took care of your know, Uncle Benny. Got to take care of your your niece and your nephews and all that. So I made sure. He got the the Hot, Be- Hot Wheels brand and not the evil Matchbox because that would have ruined his whole birthday. Uh, so anyway, at this thing, my my brother in law decided to serve up some food, and uh, he, uh, he he bought himself a pizza oven and was making individual pizzas for everyone. Now my wife loves the pizza onion or pizza oven rather, not the onion, the pizza oven. I have been anti pizza oven. Because I said, ah, I don't I can make a great a great pizza. We already have an oven. We don't need a pizza oven. That's like an elitist thing. I don't need it. I gotta tell you though, Danny, I'm starting to come around to the pizza oven. It, and now it's become my new Michigas. And the reason why, there's only one reason I'm now thinking I might have to cross the line and get a pizza oven at the Maller Mansion. And that reason, you know what it is, Danny? No. Bubbles. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. So I have made a really good pie over the years. I'm pretty proud of the pizza I make at the Maller Mansion, but I cannot get it hot enough for the bubble. And I was I was really emasculated because my brother-in-law, you know, he's got this little pizza oven. You know, it's the it's the portable kind and and whatever. It's fine. He bought it off eBay. It's got the heat stone on it. He had a little heat like a gun to check the temperature. He puts these pies in. They come out, and it's bubblicious. There's massive bubbles. Yes. I just saw one of these things on Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Bertello. Yeah, I don't remember the name of this one, but there's a bunch of different kinds of these things. But this thing looks so good. Like the bubbles, I'm like, oh, man. And it cooked up in like three minutes. Now, whenever a listener would be kind enough to send Domino's Pizza to our radio show in Sherman Oaks, you would always go after the pieces that had bubbles. Why? Yeah, I have always been attracted to bubbles. Uh, I feel like there's a, a, a connection with me and bubbles. It's like getting an extra breadstick at the end of your pizza. <laughs> it really is. And uh, and when the dough bubbles up and the cheese bubbles up, oh, it's so good. It's so wonderful. So, I, yeah, I am, I'm thinking about uh, maybe down the line um, – We'll get go down that pizza oven road because it's really, really good. And Alf, 
our buddy Alf, the alien opiner, he had actually sent me one of these portable pizza ovens like a year, a couple of years ago. He sent me this. He's like, oh, you should get one of these things. They work really good. And I was like, ah, whatever. And But it wasn't until I had this come to Jesus moment or come to the bubble moment. And these things have come down in price too. I don't see. I don't know how good the really cheap knockoff versions are, though. I should probably ask my brother-in-law what kind exactly he has. I think I think it was written down. But you can get them if you can get them on like offer up or yeah. Some of them have come down to about two hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Yeah, but you're right. When they first came onto the market, they were five, six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that into bubbles. I mean, I would for a couple hundred bucks if I can get bubbles. I'll be like, okay, I'm here for the bubbles, but I'm not going to spend five hundred bucks to get freaking bubbles. Uh, I don't make that kind of money. I don't make cowherd money. I don't make daytime money. I make nighttime money. So I can't. I can't go down that road. Uh, not happening. Uh, sorry, uh, not sorry. But anyway, that's my new Michigas there, all because of a kid's birthday party. Pizza pie in the sky. If you will. Time for back scratcher. Last week we got shut out. Very embarrassing. Bad job by us. Bad job by you. Shame on you. Shame on us. So this week, Danny, did we get shut out yet again? Another goose egg. Or did we have one review? Three reviews. Those are the possibilities there, Danny. And what say you? One review. Danny G. I am happy to report you are the father. You got it right. Congratulations. You are the father. You got it right. Uh, Daddy. Daddy. Uh, Ellie Ramon writes in. uh, That's the name posted on the Apple podcast page, which is available in the descriptions. If you would like to be one of our favorite people and uh, write a little review on the Apple podcast page, we're over 400 Now we need to get to 500. Well, review number 401 was from Ellie. And short and sweet, five stars. Awesome show. Keep up the good work. Boom. Just like that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ellie. Appreciate that. And uh, thank you for taking some time out. And we'd love for you to do it. You scratch our back. We'll scratch your back. Give you a little shout out here. A little pod love on the Apple podcast page, which for some reason, the management at iHeartMedia love to look at the Apple podcast page. They should probably get a life. But uh, what the hell? I don't know. That's uh, that's fine. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we have a little time. Let's get scientific, Danny. Just a little time for Let's Get Scientific. A few science stories that caught my attention. And we'll go through all of these. Are they real or are they bullshit? So the people over at NASA had a powwow. They got into UFOs, the first ever public hearing on mysterious, unidentified flying objects. And in that, the Department of Defense also was part of this. Uh, they said over the last 27 years, they said over the last 27 years, just 2 to 5% of unidentified flying objects were completely unexplained. And they were saying this as a positive, but that sounds like a rather large amount. If there's 5% of alien UFOs out there, that's enough, right? Isn't it, wouldn't that be enough? Every year, this is pointing to there are freaking aliens walking amongst us. Yes. It's it's like we are being manipulated year by year, indoctrinated. And then when I guess we'll be old dudes, even older than we are now, Danny. But then at some point, they'll be, ta-da! We feel like you earthlings are able to handle this now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that will have, there'll be, a, I know, I know when that happens, two things will happen. I can guarantee this. I might not be around. Maybe you'll not be around, Danny. It'll be past our time. But whenever that happens and humanity finds out there's little gremlins and goblins out there for real and they've made contact, uh, what happens after that is a run on toilet paper and bottled water. Oh, yeah. So that guarantee. Even better guests on Coast to Coast. The the first interview should be with George Norrie from the Goblins, Uh, should be with George Norrie. And unfortunately, Art Bell's not available, but George would be perfect for that. Uh, Here's a fun story. Scientists are now warning that light pollution could make stars invisible 
in two decades. So within 20 years, you'll look up to the heavens and you will not see any stars in the Milky Way. They will no longer be visible. They say to a third of humanity, uh, according to this, it's like, eh. Like I, I we we live in LA. You can hardly see any stars if you're in LA proper. So I feel like it's already pretty much vanished in LA. You got to go out to the forest, out to the desert to see stars. Thankfully, where I live now on the border of Ventura County, I can see some stars at night, which is an amazing feat for Southern California. Yeah, I, I, when I want to see stars, I think it's is it Joshua Tree, the one out near uh, Palm Springs. You go to the desert for stars? Well, I, I just know from... Um, like early, Aaron Rodgers? Well, earlier this year, my, my cousin was sick, and I was going to Phoenix. We were driving there, and I we stopped and at a, at a rest area right near a national park. I think it was Joshua Tree, but maybe it was called something else. I don't know. And th- it was unreal, the amount of stars we saw. It was craziness. It felt, it felt like we, it was like a... It wasn't real compared to what we normally see because of light pollution and all that. Uh, now, we, we mentioned earlier in this uh, Let's Get Scientific that they say as the, the scientists estimate that like 2 to 5% of UFO sightings are actually unexplained. That's from NASA. Uh, how about this from the planet we live on as well? And it involves critters and crawlers and creatures and all that uh there's this place in the the mighty blue pacific called the clarion clipperton zone you ever heard of that the clarion clarion clipperton zone no yeah i never heard of it either uh so according to this there's this area in the pacific ocean which has been un sullied by evil human beings and all this and uh so they went and they they kind of looked around and they determined there are over 5000 previously unknown sea creatures including sea sponges worms urchins and other random things that were discovered in the almost untouched area of the Pacific Ocean wow yeah isn't that wild and so they're they're that now, of course, they're like, wait a minute, dear. It's called the Clarion Clipperton Zone, CCZ. It is a six million square kilometer area, roughly twice the size of India. It lies between Hawaii and Mexico in the central and eastern Pacific. Why was this never discovered before? Uh that's a great question. I don't I, I'm I'm looking at the story here. It doesn't just maybe- shows you that. The Earth is so vast, and we we just assume every little part of it has already been, you know, trampled on. I had a theory when I was younger, and I used to think about these things. I had a lot of free time on my hands, that all of the cures to all of the diseases that we have are on the planet. We just haven't found them yet, like cancer and all this other bullshit that we have to deal with. Like all, I think all of the answers are here somewhere. And maybe they're buried deep in the ocean somewhere, uh, far, far away, or on some little shitty island in the middle of nowhere where there's no human beings. But you just got to explore. You got to find that stuff. So. And by the way, you're right. Um, outside of Palm Springs, it's where the Mojave and the Colorado come together 
the Joshua Tree National Park. Beautiful. It is uh, wonderful. Although I recommend saving money because they charge you to go in. There's a little rest area right right outside Joshua Tree, which is just as good. You can see oh, if you're just there to see the stars, it's like, boom, right there. Awesome. Wonderful. Outstanding. Uh, and that is the uh, the way to go. All right. We'll get out on that Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Another day with no pro bouncy ball. The finals will continue tomorrow on Sunday as scheduled by the mighty powerful NBA. Anything you got going on today? Any trips with your, yeah. your, your bride there that loves to go on trips? Man, I had to talk her out of booking Disneyland. A, we don't have the money for that right now. B, for her to waddle around that park for hours and hours on end would not be a good idea. So, no, it's going to be a day of rest here at the G household. And C, Danny, you want to bring the kid, you know, not right away, obviously, but within yeah. like, you know, a couple of years after the kid's born, you want to take the kid, A, because you want photos with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, and B, it's free uh, when the kid's that little, right? So you're like, hey, I can go in and go uh, <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. It won't cost me an extra 200 bucks. Uh, so that's the way to do it, right? Well, have a wonderful day today, whatever you're up to. Don't forget, we got the mailbag tomorrow, and we'll catch you next time. Asta pasta. Bye, Felicia. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.